0: In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite... Why that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cat. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we are absolute absolute dogs. dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. podcast. welcome to sexier than a squirrel michelle is here she's an absolute game changer she's a pro dog trainer and today we're going to be talking to you michelle about being a pro dog trainer so welcome michelle it's great to have you here you are a core pro dog trainer and i know you absolutely um, rock it and you love it so welcome number one and actually what does being a pro dog trainer mean to you I love it. I'm, uh, one of the trainers here at
1: Devon Dogs and this is my full-time job. <clears throat> I absolutely love having the community of a pro dog trainer. Um, the resources, um, it's just, it's amazing being a pro dog trainer. Um, it's all about being positive. Um, I love my days
0: it's just such a good resource to have. So when you say you love your resources, go on, give me an example of what you mean by you love your resources, because I know you have heaps and heaps and heaps of resources, but, but maybe tell everybody that's listening and checking in exactly what that means to you, because I know as a teacher that, that it's important that we have that. Yeah. So one of the resources I carry around with me is a lesson
1: plans. So I've got my booklet of some sample lesson plans that I can refer to because there's so many cool games to pick from having that resource to just flip through, um, Sometimes I forget some of the games um, one of the other resources is just having access to the academy and that Netflix of games the hundreds of games you've got access so to.
0: I just heard you name drop games there so like let's just touch base on that a minute you're a game changer you're a dog owner yourself you've um you've transformed your life um through through playing loads of games with with your own dogs and actually. What do games mean for you? So I suppose as a pro dog trainer, as a dog owner, and just really as a person in general, what do games mean for you? Um, It's all about having fun. So it's
1: about, it's not about training it's about having fun with my dog. Um, and it's about um, being inspired, being positive. Um, it, yeah, I, I just keep coming back to it's about having fun. That's what it's all about. So you
0: just dropped in there. You've, you've got your own, um obviously you, you have your own dogs, but tell us a little bit about Jasper. I mean, Jasper has been on so many of the absolute dogs videos. Tell us a little bit about him. Um, so he started off, I would say as being a very pessimistic
1: dog. So his outlook on life was far from positive. Um, now, I, I would say he's like, the. if you looked up in the dictionary, optimist, it's Jasper.
0: Um, and his main transformation has been playing games. Now give us, I don't know, one of Jasper's favourite games. Tell me one of the games he absolutely loves to play. Oh, he plays it all the time, Thunder. <laughs> yeah, so Thunder, I was, I was chatting to someone the other day and she said, Thunder. I was like, no, no, it's not quite Thunder, it's fun. And, under. Yep. So, Funder's is a cool game. Just to explain how Funder works and maybe for the game changers that haven't yet started playing games with their own dogs, what does it do and how does it work? Um, so, it's a food throwing game. Basically, you're f- throwing food between your legs and your
1: dogs running back and forth and getting it it's a great game for confidence. It's a great game for getting them moving. Um, it's a great game for proximity because they've got to come close to you.
0: Um, and I haven't come across a dog I've taught yet that doesn't love playing it. So I love that you say it's a food game straight away. I can hear that some of your pro dog trainer clients, because you're going to get clients from all over the world. I know you said you teach here at Devon Dogs and you teach um, regularly. You teach one-to-ones, you teach workshops, you teach groups. When you're teaching, do you ever get that owner that says but I don't want to use food for my dog. I don't want to bribe him. Tell me about that. Um, I do
1: sometimes, um, but we've got to have some way of rewarding the dogs and um, every dog needs to earn, it, earn, it, earn its meals. So one of the bits of advice we give is to ditch the bowl. So if you're not using a bowl, how's your dog going to earn their food? Well, the easiest
0: way is play some games with them. And it doesn't take long, right? No, three
1: minutes everybody's got three minutes
0: so I think that's a great point that actually some owners kind of um they, they want to know what to do with their food so actually they can use the food for games but equally I mean I think we've definitely got a lot of the game changers coming here already but I know in the past before probably absolute dogs and way back in the past I would have so many owners going you're bribing the dog yes. you're trying to like force him to do it for food and maybe he's losing out on his dinner actually I know that we find dogs actually actively almost enjoy it more is that right
1: Did oh you find that? absolutely Um, I know for sure if I put a bowl of food down for Jasper um, he might might look at it but as soon as I pick the food up and start interacting with him and doing games he's all over it he loves the food then it's much more interesting earning it than it is just getting it for free
0: so as pro dog trainers we love to see that because it is so much more fun now how about Let's think about a struggle as a pro dog trainer. So maybe we would call them a difficult Doris yes. or a difficult Derek. Like, tell me a little bit about um, how that might work. How does that look? And, um, and who is that? So basically, that's the client that has, uh, is not, is reluctant, I guess is the best way to put I, it. I mean, sometimes I remember we have conversations. Where we're like, oh, he's got a problem for every solution. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, no matter what you tell them, there's always a reason why not to do it. Um, and they don't really buy into it and believe in what you're doing. And what I love about being a pro dog trainer is you've got resources that can help you find solutions to help turn them around. The fastest way to turn them around is to give them a wow moment, get them to believe and show them. Um, and I would say, we talked about games funders, one of my best wow moments. If I can get them playing that game, then I start to get them turned around and they start to listen to what I have to say
0: and start to play the games more. Yeah, no, I love that. I agree. Wow moments, they, they make it all happen. So, um, I don't know. Give me another strategy for, um, a difficult Doris because I've watched you in groups and how you pair them yes. maybe. So how do you do that? Um, so if
1: I've got a workshop or a class and I've got someone who is a difficult Doris or difficult Derek, um, I'm really careful with my pairings then. So I match them off with somebody that I'm really confident loves the games, knows the games, was really positive and really upbeat. And I let them help me do the teaching. I also use my group, Um, so I've got a lot of students that come regularly here to Devon Dogs and they help me actually convince the difficult Doris that what we do is amazing.
0: So if you could offer advice to another pro dog trainer or an aspiring trainer or someone out there who is training, what might it be? Um, Never stop learning so yeah, keep that. educating yourself so
1: be a student on workshops because that's probably what's taught me the most about teaching myself being a student in classes workshops having one-to-one like as well. I,
0: I love that about you you're jumping in I know um, only tomorrow to a, to a morning just to get to play with um, play with something new and I think that's something that we probably underestimate the power of being a student and actually it reminds you of exactly how it feels when you're struggling or exactly how it feels when you don't know the answer to something so I love that about about you you always dive right in and you always get involved and you always you're always learning do you ever feel like you've learned it or you've done it or you know it all no never um if i feel like i have then i just ask for another dog to try it with brilliant i love that i absolutely love that like whose dog could i borrow here so tell me about being a pro dog trainer in terms of how it's actually changed your life or shaped your life or what's changed um
1: so i Uh, with the dogs, gosh, I've got so much that I can teach with my students. It's a never ending journey. Um, There's so much material that I can share with them. And
0: and how about your life from the fact that, I don't know, you had like a standard office-ish type job. How's your life changed? So my life looks totally different. I used to have a nine to
1: five job. Um, I sat in an office all day and now um, no day's the same. I'm out teaching um, quite often. I forget it's actually the weekend um, and uh, I jump out of bed. I don't have an alarm clock anymore. I'm up generally by 5.30 every morning and um the days are, are long, but I
0: love them. I absolutely love them. They're so full of massive variety. Yeah, yeah. huge variety. No days the same. Have you ever had a a client or an experience where you've gone, wow, that makes it worth it. Tell me about it. Oh yeah. The last two students I just taught. So actually
1: after the end of every lesson I have, I've got that. There's The students just are so
0: happy when they leave here. It's great. I love that. And then I suppose when you're working with students and clients in that way, what do you do to then optimize that success or to keep getting success or to improve from where you are? How do you do that? So when you've just left that session? Uh, So one of the things we have them
1: leave with is we get them to fill out a card. They put down three things that they want to accomplish in the next three weeks and they get that in the post in three weeks time. So before they've left, they already have a follow up that's going to arrive to them and they've written it actually. Um, we'll send them a follow up email to check in on how they're doing. We'll give them workshops, um, some suggestions on their next steps. Um, we'll offer them a consult call so that they can check in. The best way to reach. And so when you say a call, you mean they can check in from anywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I have consult calls with people in, I've got someone in California, the East Coast of the US.
0: I've done across Canada. Um, I've had a call with someone from Bermuda. So these could be like just typical struggles that somebody's going through with, with their dog. Maybe, I don't know jumping up or pulling on lead or maybe yes. an agility struggle these could be just typical day-to-day absolutely
1: jumping up on visitors barking at the door um, anything um, we're, we're, we're here to
0: help basically and um, so go on give me in the last six months I suppose and um, thinking about you as a pro dog trainer what sort of experiences have you had that you might not have had in any other way or in any other place or tell me a little bit about that oh we just had super trainer live <laughs> That was amazing, absolutely amazing just to have um, like-minded people in the same room together. So what would you tell me about someone, I don't know, um, or what would you tell someone that's listening rather about Super Train Alive? Like why should they come? Why should they visit? Is it something that's worth doing knowing that, hey, we're just in little old Devon. It's not like a big place. Oh, if you're looking for an optimism boost, that is the place to be. It's
1: just full of energy, full of new ideas, innovation. Is it just about dog training? No. No, it's about life. Um, it, it's buzzing. It just is such an amazing
0: atmosphere. And you learn about dog training too? Yes, of course. <laughs> Happy yeah. side effect. Yes. Happy side effect. So um, if you, I don't know, let's say you get up in the morning, what's the first thing you look forward to in terms of your day? Like, what do you think about when you're getting out, bouncing out of bed? Like, I know exactly what I look forward to as part of my day with dogs. What do you look forward to? Um,
1: what I'm going to do with the dogs, what my first lesson is, who I'm teaching. Um, those are the first things I look at. In fact, I have just kind of stopped myself from checking my phone and looking at my diary to see who's that first person I'm going to teach. I have to make sure I do the other things. I have to do like eat
0: breakfast. Eat breakfast, (laughs) do the washing, do the laundry. I love it. So then how do you motivate your students to get their best results? Because your students seem really, really motivated. I've watched your you have a great life skills class, an amazing genius skills class where your students come to you time and time again. We recently saw them at a very big dog event where they were there and they come to you at home and they come to you at the event. Like, What actually um, allows you to motivate them so well what keeps them going I know you do awards and other things tell us about it Um,
1: so we've got the superhero rewards that we just rolled out um, and it's amazing because it really gives them a goal and something to work towards so they've got the games that they need to play um, they've got the different levels and everyone's really super excited about it um, because now they've got a goal they've got a target they've got something to work towards Um, I've got other students that are coming through life skills their plan is they want to do agility so we've got them on track to move through the classes and go on to agility starters in the next few months. Um, so there's always a progression and it's looking at each student and looking at what motivates them and giving them a plan to follow. I love that.
0: So thinking back on clients or cases or uh, dogs that you've worked with, do you have one that really stands out for you as that was a really powerful sort of standout case or wow, I feel like I made amazing progress or that one like really resonated with me. So, um,
1: one of the ones that stands out is, um, I've got May with Doug and she's got a little border collie and it's really cool because as a team we've progressed her. So she started about two years ago with Doug as a puppy, eight weeks old. They literally had just picked him up that day and he was terrified in the car park. And, um, Tuesday night at our, my genius dog class May's moved across into Teresa's agility starters
0: and she's running little courses to the point. I think that actually one of the other trainers says, oh my God, I would steal him tomorrow. He's yes. So good. He's yeah. So good. So- um That's really
1: rewarding because uh, uh, when he hit about a year old, he struggled with just being in the barn with another dog running agility. Now he's lying on a raised bed. Chilled out while May walks her course. And it's just, it's phenomenal. Proud Michelle moment. Yeah. Very and proud. Even better, her mum is just got their new puppy this week and they're going to start the same journey. Oh, so life so skills.
0: Nice. It's so nice. Yeah. And you'll get to have them from the beginning. Yes. It's amazing. It's so rewarding. I love that. I really love that. So tell me, I suppose, as a professional dog trainer, so you're a pro dog trainer, what's your most sort of proud professional development moment or um, what's your most, um, yeah, what are you you proud of achieving within your professional dog trainer status? Uh, So for me myself, it's actually seeing where Jasper is.
1: Um, so seeing him as being, uh, an amazing demo dog. Oh my God. Like, does he show off to the world that it's doable? Oh yeah. Like he loves it. He lights up. Um, and when I first moved to Devon about three years ago, there is no way I thought that was possible. And he goes into the photo shoots into the little studio, which is a small space. He rocks it. And like, he, he actively comes alive, doesn't he? It oh, lights yeah. him up. Yeah, it, he does. Little
0: tail wags, the eyes light up. He loves every second of it. It's amazing. No, I think he I mean, yeah, there he is on the wall. Um he's up there. Um and he just smiles, doesn't he? Oh, he, he does. Absolutely smiles. Yeah, yeah, he does. No, I agree. That's a that's massively um it's it's huge. So tell me about a typical day for you Michelle like how does a typical day roll let's go with I don't know um, a day a day in the life of Michelle uh so typical day I get up 5, 5.30, I, no day, it's
1: hard, a typical day. Like roughly who are you going
0: to see throughout the day? Like who are you going to meet? What are you going to do? Rough, Just a rough guide. Um, So I get up in the morning, sort
1: dogs out, take care of myself and come into Devon Dogs. Um, And generally my teaching starts at 8.30 and we get a lot of people coming to us here at Devon Dogs. They'll come and stay in the holiday cottages. They'll bring their dogs along and they're coming here for help. So they've got naughty, but nice dogs. They've got training struggles and really they've paid lots of money for lots of
0: other trainers and they've not had results. So So maybe they're already expecting to potentially be disappointed. I remember you telling me the other day, actually, you had a phone call where someone rang up and said, look, I've spent loads of money on different trainers and none of it's worked. Yeah. Are you going to be able to help? So I agree. You get a lot of that, right?
1: Yeah. And, and, um, that particular person wanted a guarantee. Can you guarantee you will fix my dog? Um, and I see a lot of people like that We're their last stop. So um, it's really probably about 75 to 80% of the dogs we see on a one-to-one basis are your typical naughty, but nice dog. Um, so it'll be teaching one-to-ones um, and then in the evenings it might be classes. And then on the weekends we've got workshops running. Um, wow.
0: It's packed. It is. It's so packed. there's
1: lots of variety, lots. And we've got people with multiple dogs. We've got people with single dogs. Sometimes
0: it's a husband and wife that comes um, and sometimes it's the whole family. I was watching you teach a little girl the other day actually yeah. and she was doing great with her little spaniel and um, that's so nice right when the whole family comes.
1: Oh it is. It's amazing.
0: Um, and we'll do follow-up calls. So we had a follow-up call with um, with that
1: particular customer and the first thing she asked me was, what did you do to my dogs? She said she could not believe the transformation in them. They're sitting on their raised beds while they're cooking dinner. And she said they're model citizens.
0: And sometimes it's just those fine tweaks, right? Like you're fine tweaking. So thinking on that, how important is, I suppose, flexibility and resourcefulness as a trainer? Like what what does that mean to you when I say the word flexible and resourceful? Um, So it's taking things as it comes it's being able to
1: adapt because no day is the same you can't you can plan for what you think a situation might be and you get there and it might be totally different um i i don't trust the weather as much anymore i don't even bother looking at it i just go with what i see when i
0: show up so i remember just a real funny one there on the weather i remember my mum saying so tomorrow's raining it's going to rain all day so anyway when i got up in the next day it wasn't raining i was like hey i'm getting out and i'm raining Mum was like but my plants haven't had their rain it's not raining why is it not raining and i just remember this whole day was like revolving around the fact it wasn't raining and the weather had said it should rain and that kind of dictated my mum's day because she would planned the whole day around it raining and i just think flexibility yeah resourcefulness and actually i would comment there michelle that you are completely different to how you used to be in terms of flexibility and resourcefulness you're way more resourceful you nearly always come up with a solution before you've ever come to me with any struggle you're nearly always thinking ahead in terms of uh, what resource could you use or how flexibly could you change something or say there's a clash on the lessons you're always like i could change that or i could move that or we could work that or we could share that or that could combine so have you noticed that in yourself oh for sure so um i i'm just Go with it. And there's always a way to
1: handle a situation. There's always a solution. Um, but you have to be open to see it. So if you ever got a fixed mindset, then you're disappointed. But if you're open, you, you might, you, you see the opportunities. You see what you can turn something into. Um, we had one workshop last winter. We got to the top of the lane and it had snowed overnight. Nobody could get down the lane. So we ran the workshop in Oakhampton. And it was a jump
0: skills and workshop. Th- and that was great, right? <laughs> like I remember it happening and then um, actually uh, it was too late to cancel because actually everyone had already arrived, but we hadn't realized the whole lane was good except the top. Yeah. So no one had been out and no one had been in, but the lane was good. And you, could, you couldn't you could get down. But it was, yeah, it was too icy. I love that. You were proper resourceful. I love that. So tell me, do you use a demo dog? Um, and what are some of the skills that you would advise that people needed for a demo dog? Um,
1: so I've got a few demo dogs at uh, various levels um, and... I would say,
0: hands down, the main and most important skill is boundaries. I'm when you say boundaries, just for the people out here listening that don't necessarily know what boundaries just are, just explain to me what you're looking for. So I'm looking for my dog to be able to stay in the place I put them.
1: Basically, so that while I'm giving a demo, I know that my dog is settled and safe and going to stay put while I explain to my students what they have to do. Um, and it's super, super important that my dog is, and we use raised beds here.
0: Um, you could use like a basket type bed. It could be a towel on the ground. I mean, in in classes um, that I've seen, some of the classes I've been to observe, they've even used like vegetable boxes. Yes. So like something that they're, again, they're resourceful, right? So you're using the boundary and what are you expecting the dog to do? To just stay there and relax, chill out, just hang out there.
1: Um, while I'm explaining to my students, uh, what we're going to demo. So effectively a bed. Yeah,
0: exactly. So chill on a bed. Yeah. I like it. Or a chair. I like it. Just sit there. Just just chill in between, so it keeps them safe. So um, when you consider your demo dogs, like how do they show things to a class or does it help having a dog that can show things? Oh, for sure. Everybody learns
1: in a slightly different way. So for students to be able to see the game being played before they go to play it is really powerful. I also encourage my students to video. So let them take a little video home with them so they can see how it's supposed to be played and they've got something to reference back. Um, so really, one of the th- big things I got out of Pro Dog Trainer is I really encouraged my students to take notes, and video, videoing a session
0: is an important way to take notes. One of the best ways to see it back again, right? Like, yeah. I love seeing a video of that. So. What are you going to do to, I suppose, continue your education? Like, how do you continue? Because we're really powerfully sort of charged in what we do. We love it. We we like to keep learning. What do you do to keep learning? Um So we're, I keep going to workshops. I'm in classes. Like, this
1: evening, I'll be in your class. Um, I love that. The other thing, I I joined the Pro Dog Trainer Club,
0: um, and that's, like, my next level of learning. And I do love that, Michelle, when you say that, like, you... Are involved actively in a class for yourself and and we have this great saying don't we that if your trainer doesn't have a trainer get a new trainer and, and i think it's so true like your trainer has to have a trainer and and even for myself i know that when I am having a lesson with someone, sometimes I might feel a little bit guilty because they think oh, I should be doing something more important, but actually that is really important. Yes. And it's important you keep yourself, I suppose we, we call it filled up, topped up, like fill up the tank. So, like tomorrow morning, I know when you're training or tonight when you're training, it's like you're filling up the tank point. And sometimes, I mean, I watch the class and I'm like, I want to go at that. But I'm like, no, that's their turn to fill up the tank. And then another time it'll be my turn to fill up the tank. But we must all fill up the tank, right? Yes. So, with that in mind, as a pro dog trainer, sometimes you can find yourself whether you're a pro dog trainer or a dog trainer or any dog trainer it really doesn't matter sometimes you can find you become either physically or emotionally drained and i think that's very normal of the territory that we work in i mean in lots of ways we kind of work in like um a level of like counseling, friendship, um, therapy, because you often have owners who want to talk to you about stuff. How do you unwind after a hectic day or like we'll have days where they're emotionally charged. We teach naughty, but nice. Yes, I mean, naughty, but nice, meaning dogs that maybe have some struggles. You might feel drained after a day like that. How do you top up the tank? What do you do to fill up? I train my dogs. So that, that's what I do. Um, so last night I've got a puppy with me. Um, I sat in the kitchen floor and did some play with a puppy. I love it. I so- love it. And, and I also know you're a bit of a fan of cooking mm-hmm. and you're a bit of a fan of like maybe, I don't know, a nice bath. What else do you do? Like what else do you do that like winds you into the, Sort of calm zone. Um, reading, nice. and as
1: well, I do a bit of photography. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to the days getting longer because I can get out and do a bit with my camera again. So you like that, and I like I said, I know you love your cooking. So yes. I know you love
0: making a great breakfast, yeah. or making great dinner, or
1: yeah. Super. And that's actually the best time to train my dogs too. I've got somebody on a boundary
0: while I'm making my meal. So I tick two boxes off at once. It's great. It. Multitasking. Um, do you work or live by any specific mantra? Do you have any mantra that you think that's me? Um, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live, live, live long, have fun. I love it. Like, have fun. Um, and I suppose in what areas do you feel you've most improved or grown over the past year? Like where have you grown? I, I think the biggest
1: area for me is being flexible mm. and adaptable um, and uh, being more open-minded. Um, I'm less fixed on um, goals yeah. per se yeah. and I'm more take it as it comes. So I'm still results driven.
0: Um, but much more flexible with my approach to it. I love that. So the outcome you, you definitely know what the result is, but you're very, very in the process of getting there. You'll look at what you're working with and you'll yes. adapt I love Yeah. That. I really love that. So let's think of a typical client, typical struggles. What are the sorts of things that people come to you go and shout out as many as you fancy oh, on gosh. a daily basis? Like what sort of things are people wanting help with? Uh, let's see, pulling on lead, jumping
1: on visitors, barking, um, not settling. Uh, separation anxiety so the owner can't leave the house or can't leave their dog in the vehicle and walk away, um, lunging and barking at other dogs, um, dogs that we're seeing more and more are shut down. So they don't want to go on a walk that, um, they don't want to leave the house. Mm. Um, for we see a lot of puppies, a lot of rescues. Um, so rescues that have had really quite a traumatic experience with life. Um, scared dogs, I can
0: keep going. I'm really <laughs> interested in the fact that you're actually seeing more shut down dogs as well, because I think that was one of the areas for me when I saw um Tiki worry about noises as a young dog. I think that was one of the most it was quite horrible to see it. You you, you could see that they really upset her and you could see that she struggled with them. So I'm so glad they have somewhere to go. I'm so happy that they're they're getting results. And Yes. Um, that's got to make you feel good. It, it is. And I, I like, I, I'm pleased to see it because
1: I think that sometimes there's shut down dogs that get mistaken as being the easy dog. Mm. They're no trouble. A visitor comes, they hide under the dining room table. Um, and it's nice to see those dogs getting a bit of help. And acknowledged.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, let's think about one-to-ones versus groups and classes. What do you prefer teaching and how do each like differ and benefit each other?
1: I honestly, I can't say I prefer either. I like both. Um, it's definitely a different dynamic, um, a one-to-one client, you're there with them one-on-one, so, um, it's very intense and you have to be, think a lot about how you structure the lesson so that it's, um there's downtime for both of you. Um, For workshops and classes, you've got a group to coordinate. So you've got management of people bringing dogs in and out, making sure people stay on task that people don't go off and start doing their own thing. Um, But at the same, you've also got that great energy with a group. So um, uh, to be honest, I like both classes
0: or all three classes, workshops or one-to-ones. I love that. No, I love that. And and I completely agree. So. Before you're a pro dog trainer, you had some goals and aspirations and now you're a pro dog trainer and you have possibly different goals and aspirations. Like what's changed? How's your outlook compared to where it used to be? Um, Now I see more. Um,
1: I see more options. Um, I see more different ways of doing things. Um, Like we're already talking about some new Ways of rolling out naughty, but nice without giving too much away. Well, so, little Secret. Yeah. So watch Devon Dog's um, website. Um, and I, I, th- I find being involved with a pro dog trainer. Um, I'm a little bit more innovative. Um, I'm, I'm seeing different ideas on what we can do.
0: I love that. So you're much more, I mean, for me, you're much more, um, you're just open. You're so much more open than you were before. It's such a different personality to work with when someone's resourceful, open, flexible, dynamic. It's it's a nice place to be. So it's a really, it's a really nice place to be. So Tell me, Michelle, your favorite thing to teach, scent, naughty, but nice, agility, I don't know, boundaries, life skills. What would be, if you had to pick one area that you think, I really do enjoy that? Oh, gosh, it's like picking my favorite dessert. <laughs> I like all desserts. <laughs> all of them. Um, I, my, my
1: biggest passion is naughty,
0: but nice, I would
1: say. Yeah. Um, I just love seeing... Um, the Facebook posts from people who've been to Devon dogs and seeing how we've helped them.
0: And how, um, I suppose, like sometimes I know you've had very, very emotional journeys with a customer. And so I suppose naughty, but nice for them means a lot, right? Like I'm thinking of examples like brilliant Sue and Dizzy, or I'm thinking about examples, like some of the dogs that I know that it's just made such a difference that they can see them. They know how they can handle a situation or they've seen their dog with another dog and they've never seen that before, or maybe we're using stooge dogs and that's something that they've not, experience so it's powerful it, it's really powerful and um seeing the transformation
1: like someone who was scared to take their dog out i mean not even a midnight walker not she's leaving not the house yeah um and thinking of i, I so many examples in my head like we've got joe with the, she calls them the bees she's got boxers and her two older boxers she's completely transformed and now she's on to her puppy boxer and um, she's teaching now too
0: Oh, I love that. So she's
1: spreading the, the games. Uh,
0: yeah. So tell me about the superhero awards. Are you teaching them? And I know you've always um, said that how passionate you are about them and you've kind of alluded that to that they're already in your classes, but tell me a bit about them. Um, are you teaching them already? What are they? What are they about? And how do they sort of fit in? Um, so it's, it's really, it gives my students something to work towards. So we
1: are teaching them. Um, it's it has, there's a natural progression with them and anybody can can work on it. Um, I love it because you can work on your own pace on them as well. So we've got someone who comes to my life skills on a Wednesday morning. She's got a lovely little puppy, a little lab and she can get started um, straight away with playing the games. What, even though he's a puppy? Yes, absolutely. Um, so they're working on a little bit of middle with him coming in between her feet, working on her boundary games um, and the games are really well laid out. But I've also got students that have been coming for a while. So there's awards for them to work on as well. The levels progress you. Um, and it's just so nice to have a well structured structured program. So I know
0: we have like um, Fred who'd say it's
1: gamification, right? Exactly. Yes, it's exactly. It's gamification. Um, it's, it's a target um, and it's all laid out there for you as part of PDT club and the superhero awards. It's great.
0: I really love it. So tell me, you've just mentioned uh, the PDT club. What's the PDT club? Tell me about that. Oh, so it's, um it's, I guess it's equivalent
1: to the academy, but it's for pro dog trainers. Um, and there's so many resources in there. Um, you get something rolled out to you each week. Um, there's going to be, it's the process of being put together, I believe a directory of trainers in there. Um, you can have
0: a video assessment done so you can get your skills looked at you as a, a uh, training dogs and I, I love that I've been in your class and I've been doing some videos for a uh, pro dog trainer so I know we've kind of had a sneak peek into your class we know exactly how things are working and and how do you feel about that when we just come in and nose at class like how does it feel uh um a little nerve-wracking <laughs> to We're be honest watching You like a big brother moment
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so there's a camera there's Lauren or and or Tom um and you're teaching a lesson but um what I love is the pro dog trainer program's given me the confidence in my teaching skills that it's just an initial set of nerves. And then you get into the teaching and helping your students and you don't even notice there's a camera there anymore. Um So like, it, it all comes across yeah, very natural. It does. It does.
0: It's, it's not as hard as you think. Well done you. So what are some of the ways you get your students to keep coming back and wanting more? Because I know that's something that like, like we were just talking about the student with the puppy Labrador in your class. Like I love that she's coming back and I love that she's attending film days and she's getting into more and more and more. How do you do that? And and how does that work? Um, you have to keep inviting them. So keep them interested. Um, When I end every
1: lesson, um, someone posts homework up on our Facebook group and they know what's coming next. So the next class, they know know what's there. Also making sure they know the workshops we've got available. Wh- what would be good for them? Um, and I think the example you've always used to me is it's like having biscuits on the table. You actually have to give them and offer them. Um, Unless other- you're a
0: biscuit hoarder like me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'll just eat them. Um, but most people need to be offered. So that's one of the really big skills that Pro Dog Trainer Programs taught me is how to invite people. Like to reach out, show them what they need
0: to, what the next step is, show them their next learning point. Make them know there's something available, I suppose, yes. right, Yeah. No. I love that. I really love that. So final question I have for you, Michelle, outside of dog training, what are the sorts of things you might like to do? Because I know you, I, I, know a couple of things you enjoy. Um, so uh, cooking, <laughs> love cooking. Um, my... I'm going to invite myself
1: over more. Yes. <laughs> she's, a, she's a great cook. <laughs> love cooking. Um, uh, do a little bit of photography as well. Um, and uh, horseback riding. Um, something I wish I had a little bit more time for,
0: um, but. Uh, yeah, I actually should find more time for that. we're going to have to make some time to get up on the moors and get horseback riding. Um, I definitely think it's a great thing to do. Anyway, Michelle, it's been amazing. Thank you for coming to talk to us on, uh, being a pro dog trainer and thank you for being part of, um, all of this because what you're doing is, is magic in terms of the naughty but nice world, the dog training world, and you're on the ground teaching it here. And I know that that's so powerful for all those people. So thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. And remember everybody. Stay sexy.